Hello and welcome to Cyber Unplugged from SonicWall. I'm Will Benton and today I'm joined by Alex Michael, James Musk and Kane Werish. Hello chaps. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you Alex? Welcome back. Thank you. Where have I been? You, I thought you were moving house, weren't you, last time we spoke? Uh, yeah, was it? I got, yeah, I've forgotten. It's probably the only time I can crack this joke, but I guess you're waiting uh, with anticipation for the hairless salons to open next week. <laughs> I'm getting a polish done at the car place, so those are still open. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, Kane, how are you? Welcome back. Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me back again. Wasn't expecting it uh, quite so soon, but at least Alex is back now. Don't have to uh, fill his shoes anymore. Uh, you left an impression clearly for a second appearance. That's, that's a good sign, Kane. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> and James, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, glad to see spring in the air. The sun is up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just reading the script in front of me. <laughs> Someone's writing about toothpastes out of the tube. I'm not sure it's relevant, but let's give it a go. Uh, the toothpastes out of the tube and higher education will never be the same again. The ability to work and learn online from anywhere has been popular with faculty and students. Now that the systems are in place, academic leaders won't see their work and budget that they went into overhauling their entire system IT framework go to waste. James, last year um, has brought about many challenges for higher ed. Um, James, as your head of public sector sales, you're on the front line. So tell us a bit about the challenges you've seen in the sector over the last year. Thanks, Will. Yeah, it's, it's probably uh, important to talk about the changes we've seen in higher education over the last year and specifically how the pandemic's affected it. Um, so rapid, firstly, we had the, the rapid adoption of anytime, anywhere education. Um, this Across our, our, our install base, we've seen knee-jerk reactions to scale existing solutions to handle remote access create workarounds using open source. Um, we've seen new projects ex- executed at pace, maybe without full due diligence, and, um, and multiple solutions in place for different use cases. So for many organizations, it's now a time to revisit those decisions and make sure the right solutions are in place for, for longer-term scalability. And, and that's really what, what what is being asked for, is, is scalable enterprise solutions that can address multiple use cases. And... Uh, Address the blended learning requirements, in other words, allowing students on site um, through this year while still delivering the same user experience from home. And that's that's a, that's a tough, tough thing, especially with constrained budgets, everyone trying to do more with less, less, less revenue due to due to foreign student income, um, use of on site resources, like cafeterias, etc. There's there's many factors, in, uh, you know, affecting revenue for higher education and indeed uh Increased digital transformation projects. You know how can how can our clients make sense of the cloud um, and deliver consistent security policies from from the new highly distributed environments we're running? So they have a lot to think on, um, and and it all comes back to an increased threat service. You know we've got endpoints, cloud environments, and 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 again we still need to address those with a consistent security policy. So fundamentally, there's there's three challenges facing everyone right now. How to connect uh, multiple unknown endpoints safely to the network, manage traffic securely at capacity. We've seen capacity increase with with video and, and other streaming services increasing as well. And uh, and lastly, delivering a cons- constant, consistent, reliable end user experience. And that, that one's really important to our, our key stakeholders within IT and cyber. Alex, tell us about the uh, challenges that relating to those endpoints. Um, well, there's there's a lot of them, isn't there? And uh, you know, for for every endpoint that needs to uh, to access resources, you know that that's a potential threat. That's a potential route in. Um, 
you know, and, and this was even before lockdown. You know, these are these are devices that were being brought in connected to wireless. Um, you know, the 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 way to get onto the network. Maybe it was being locked down. Maybe you had to sort of jump through certain hoops. But you know, it, it's a difficult one. It, 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 these organisations they have to uh, you know adopt a policy of of zero trust. If they don't, then you know they're, they're, there's a certain amount of risk, right? It's uh, you know they, they they're not they're not aware of what exactly the device is. So you know, for, first of all, visibility. What are those devices? Where are those devices sat? How are they connecting? And you know whether it's remote, whether it's on site. You know what the type of device is, and 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 with that type of device, is there a certain type of threat? Um, uh, and 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 second of all, sh- should they should they be even even allowed? And 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 what what are those? They have to they have to define a criteria of how are they going to be allowed to uh, connect to the network? Um, and 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 that and that's a policy, right? That has to be decided. And what it can't do is, is be uh, so strict to a level that um, uh, the user experience is a non-functional one. You know, if I can't connect and, and I've got a legitimate reason and I can't and I can't work and I can't connect to resources, you know, that's you know that, that's that's bad, right? The user's not going to user user's not going to educate. They're not going to be able to, um, to to benefit, right? So um, that, that, a balance has to be found with those endpoints, and and just not letting them connect is not an option. We we know that, right? Yeah, sure. Kane, this year the ability to scale has become more critical than ever. Uh, let's talk through the challenges relating to access versus security. Yeah, thanks, Will. So we're looking at access versus security. Uh, it, I guess it's it's a delicate balance and act um, for the IT teams. Uh, they've got to manage traffic on the network, but at the same time, they need to make sure that they 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 don't compromise at the expense of security or the end user experience. IT admins are having to manage an increased volume of online learning right now, and this is across multiple endpoints, all creating multiple opportunities for those hackers to breach your network. Right? Supply chains were hit when COVID struck last year. And this, this really impacted lead time on servers by weeks and sometimes even longer. For those campuses that had already made the switch to cloud, they were able to just spin up a server and cover that increased capacity without, without any delay, really. But, but what about the security for those? Security, it also needs to be able to scale with that network. Uh, a scalable security solution, it needs to be able to support hundreds of thousands of concurrent connections, uh, and it should really feature things like real-time breach prevention and deep packet inspection. We know college-age students, they're definitely digital savvy, but they're not necessarily security conscious. In fact, when you look at it, one in three um, academic breaches has been traced to phishing. You really do need a solution that's going to stop targeted phishing, going to stop ransomware, make sure it's able to scan embedded URLs to block any malicious attachments and one that's going to protect your Office 365 and G Suite. This is all going to help your network run smoothly. However, all of this can be costly, and with the unexpected expenses last year, this has resulted in budgets being slashed this year. This is going to make it harder for you to get all the security solutions that you need, and you're going to need more for less. But how are you going to do that? Well, there's a strong case that scalable security can reduce your costs when cloud, SaaS, and network resources, when they're managed through a single centralized console, so essentially a single pane of glass. Your TCO, so your total cost of ownership, they're going to be lowered. And at the same time, staff productivity is going to be boosted. And then to top it all off, the ability to quickly expose real-time traffic trends and suspicious behavior. All of this helps to keep the network running at peak levels 
whilst utilising your existing resources. James, it's also true that uh, we're seeing some academic leaders looking towards the enterprise uh, for lessons that can help them protect their institutions in terms of retaining current students and attracting new ones. Yeah, you're right, Will. Um, indeed, IT, higher education IT leaders are looking to the corporate market. They're looking uh, at revenue, really, and, and seeing students and, and, and the services they're providing to students as, as revenue, um, products of revenue. So end user experience is critical to, to the senior leaders we're talking to. And that's not just uh, with superficial design of portals and other services for remote access, but the speed in which content is delivered to those users and the confidence the users have of, of the data security they're receiving. They're all, all, all critical elements. So CIOs have to aim to be intuitive, fast and reliable, but, but constantly conscious of TCO um, as providing that end user experience will drive better student parent approval ratings, which Indeed, you'd hope would aid uh, potential relief in, in their longer term budget constraints. Cool. So on top of these three key trends, funding availability is down due to the loss of uh, student attendance and revenue. Budget is an issue for CIOs and CISOs tasked with meeting the new world of academia's needs. for. But cyber attacks are not relenting. Uh, you know, we saw in the FET report five million malware incidents were detected in the education sector in July 2020. 21% of higher education institutes reported that their school has been targeted since the pandemic began and 30% of users have fallen for phishing emails. James, how can IT leaders reduce cost whilst ensuring security? Yeah, it's an interesting question and one that everyone's thinking about. Um, and there's no there's no silver bullet or one answer, but, but definitely technology leaders need to squeeze the most value they can out of every penny um, to secure campuses now more than ever. Um, and TCO should be the mantra for, for every CIO and CISO out there. And TCO should be scalable. Um, we can help with this through through pay as you go and bring your own license payment arrangements, allowing institutions to flex in line with their rapidly changing needs. And I think I think the overarching thing is change. You know, there's a lot of change going on at the moment. Um, intelligent decisions, both procurement and service and policy, need to be made. Um, and so, with regards to reducing costs, uh, use of artificial intelligence um, and, and, and any capacity to deliver higher levels of automation are, are critical. And that comes back to, in our space, repetitive manual tasks um, are becoming too time consuming for overworked IT departments. So in line with that, we're looking to help clients avoid alert fatigue. In other words, handling too many tickets, um, requiring too much focus you know, when, when when people aren't dealing with truly actionable intelligence, it can lead to missed action, you know, detection without response or an increased window of exposure um, in that threat. Um, other areas, uh, consolidation to fewer vendors, um, thus taking on a, an approach of single pane of glass, um, having your personnel work on only what they need to work on. So utilising your experience and your skilled staff on, on you know, key Tickets, key tasks, and strategic projects is is always going to going to produce you know lower total cost of ownership and leverage developments in technology and um, from the industry like zero touch deployment. We're having a lot of success with zero touch deployment on our on our new range of Gen Seven firewalls. And then and then lastly, it's it's cloud adoption. You know how do customers adopt cloud um, in line with their own. Um, security posture in line with their own trajectory and, and, and priorities. And, and that could be in one of a, a couple of ways from public cloud to private cloud and SaaS adoption and, and something we're seeing and, and, and having conversations with our clients more and more. I don't know if you've got any insight there or anything to add there, Alex. Uh, yeah, I think so. In my experience, 
when it comes to education, and and I and I sort of picked this up, you know, long before the the, the current event uh, current events uh, uh, you know took took hold, that the solutions that were in play in in in, in higher ed varies wildly, um, and that's usually and and, and well, it, it it could be a number of reasons. Sometimes it's down to IT managers and they know what they like and, uh, you know, they, they, they like if it's function, they want to stick to it and, and maybe maybe reluctant to change, you know, because it's working. Um, and, and other reasons is, is cost. Right. So, you know, they, the, the, the idea of, uh, you know, migrating a whole solution, for example, on premise exchange to, you know, cloud exchange. You know, it's, it's quite a big leap and it, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be difficult, but there's always a reluctance. And, and I and you still see it. Surprisingly, you still see uh, like a whole range, you know, and, and, and each one needs to make a decision about how uh, how how they're going to tackle those challenges, because you know, those are all those are all vulnerabilities. If they want to simplify, if they want to speed things up, they want it to get cheaper. Then they they need to make a decision on how it suits um, uh, suits their institute. So, and I guess people, are, people uh, clients clients are losing some of the visibility and control they have when they move from on premise and and their legacy security systems into cloud. And that's a danger. And that's a danger because you you, you talked about alerting uh, and alerting fatigue. You know, as well as getting too much information, not getting any just as bad, right? So, and, and that might be because uh, the solution is isn't there to pick up. Um, you know whether it's errant information or, or connection from where it doesn't need to be, or, and so on. So, so the assumption there is, oh, there's nothing wrong, um, and and then and then bang, before you know it, the next time you hear about uh, uh, hear about it, uh, something's been compromised, that an attack has happened, um, something's been stolen. You know, a- any one of those, any one of those things. Um, so, you know, that that's this is what they need to to keep on top on, and and sometimes the alerts come too late. That, that's that's the worrying thing about it. Alex, so what I found talking to any universities, obviously they, they're now looking to uh, increase their, their bandwidth up to 10 gig so they need the throughput, but they at the same time, they, they know they need to keep their costs down. Yeah, do you know what? That's a, that's a good point. And it's one of those things that uh, in, in these conversations we take for granted. It's almost inevitable that line speeds will, will get quicker. You know, it happens, you know, not just for education. It, it, it happens for the home user. It happens for uh, uh, the corporate. When you were at school, Alex, what line speed did you have? We all said the carapigeon. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he got given lot he got given lines that was it i think they were still handing out i think they were still handing out the cane when i was at school but no pun intended there <laughs> right right gosh now we're going back um uh what were we saying yeah so um <laughs> you threw me there <laughs> look the line look the, the lines look, i tell you why it's relevant so the home users so these students are now having to work from home and and their lines are getting quicker so invariably they are going to look to pull down files or, or, or send traffic to and, and they can do it at a higher rate. And, and, and coupled with that, the demand from within the Institute, um, you know, the file sharing, you know, the backups as well, the, the research data, it, it, you know, it's, it's got to get through, get out, get in quicker. So these line speeds increase. And what does that mean? You need that. You need to be able to, to, to cultivate that. And that can, that could be as simple as a, a perimeter, uh, you know, a firewall perimeter router that, that can handle that type of traffic. And, and, you know, the solutions are there that that's not an issue, but, you know, it's vital that we get that right. And, and, you know, and not only that is that we're able to deal with it in a redundant fashion. So if, if you've got these high speeds coming in, 
um, are you able to still to still to secure that traffic? Because that will invariably cause an overhead in the technology. Can we see what applications are running? Are we able to stop those viruses? And 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 sometimes these institutes get caught short. You know, they they may not have predicted it, or maybe they didn't think. And we don't know what the next the next thing around the corner is. What the next application that will be a high demand. Um, uh, and and this is Kane. This is probably why you're being asked this when you're out and about. The, the, they're worried that there's something that's going to have a higher demand that they're capable of dealing with. We need, you know, they need to be ready for that. And the minute you start switching off features to cope with that traffic, then then there we go. There's another vulnerability, and, and we can all start getting nervous again. Um, although I spend most of my time being nervous about these things. Uh, so you know, it's it, it, you're right. It's absolutely important question, and and uh, you know, one we got to deal with it. But yeah, you need you need the right size box, right? Great, thanks, Alex. Gents, I think we're uh, we're almost running out of time there. So, any closing comments from you, James? No, thanks, Will. It's been a pleasure. I'm I'm all good. Great, thank you. And Kane, anything from you? No, thanks for having me again, Will. Um, but for anyone anyone out there, they just want to read up a bit more on the three top trends for higher ed. Just go to sonicwall.com/slash/resources/slash/whitepaper, and you can read it there yourself. Thank you, Alex. Always a pleasure. See you soon, chaps. Thanks, everyone. The best. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.